Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everyone, welcome back. We are going to be doing the after show for Veep. We're going to be covering season seven, episode two, Discovery Weekend. We have the hashtag Me Too movement now turning into hashtag Not Me, thanks to Jonah. We're going to break down a new special segment for you that we just named called What Trumps Veep. You're going to see what that is soon. We're also going to have some news and gossip, so stick around. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's up, everyone? How we doing? Good. Good. Welcome back. I know, episode two. I'm just, I feel like I'm sad at the beginning of every episode because I know there's not many left. I know. We'll be sad all season long, I'm sure. We will be. <laughs> we will be. But thanks for tuning in, guys. I'm Amy Maestri, going to be breaking down the second episode with you guys. And I'm here with these two lovely ladies. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves? Hey, everyone. I'm Mina Wahab. Hey, y'all. I'm April Wissenham. All right. So excited to be here. I hated missing last week. But I know. Screw the Walking Dead. I'm oh, kidding. kidding. <laughs> How dare they? They're dead. I know. They don't need you. We do. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, all right. I mean, so last episode, you know, we left off. It was really just mostly talking about who's running for president. You know, kind of all a story, just kind of going in for, you know, these four candidates that we have. Um, so I was excited to see what they're bringing in this one. Did it meet your expectations? Did it fall short for se- for episode two? I thought it fell short. I mean, I know that you guys enjoyed it. But like <laughs> for me, I just I didn't laugh as much. I didn't think it was a bad episode per se. I just thought it was very like like you were saying behind the scenes, kind of like it was a huge setup. Like everything was being set up for episode three, which isn't bad. It's necessary, but I just wasn't. like fully entertained I felt like even some things in the episode like the hashtag not me thing that they were trying to do I thought it was clever but it just didn't make me laugh I was like, it felt too improv-y in a weird way. I don't know. That's a good point. I thought the hashtag not me thing was just kind of dumb. But I, I mean, obviously we all probably laugh out loud at every single episode. Mm -hmm. Um, And all the other stuff, the Selena Tom stuff, which I've always just loved, and I think they do so well kind of playing up on that, um, that had me laughing the whole entire time because I just liked their dynamic together. I liked it, but, you know, Jonah's stuff is always like a hit or miss. His storylines are either, like, the best and the funniest, even if they're disgusting, but, you know, you can't win them all, I guess. But it's tough, too, because, like, he's such a character that you love to hate, but also sometimes you're just like, no, I just hate you. Right. (laughs) I actually felt that way towards Selena in this episode. I don't know why I just hated her. Like, I felt like she had no redeeming qualities at all. Like, there's just something about her in this episode where I was like, this is, like, literally the first time I've ever found her to be a hateable character. Oh, Gary would punch you in the face. Uh, He He would would punch you square in the mouth right now. I don't know. I I can't even, like, refer to, like, what it was. Like, everything was so scummy. Like, oh, like, I did not fight all these years for a woman's right to choose for you to have all these kids. Like, what the hell? Like, I don't know. I just felt like, oh, like, she was just... It was was good writing, but I just... uh, I was so irritated with her this entire episode. I was like... 
like, ugh. I, I think it's it's interesting, you know, because we were talking about, like, the setup of this episode and kind of being more exposition and getting ready for what's to come in the season. Mm-hmm. I think because they do have a shorter season this year, the arc kind of, you know, normally they maybe would have had a couple more episodes first of their standard, just kind of, like, quippy humor of, like, you know, punching back and forth. Yeah. But I think they jumped into this one that had more setup a little bit sooner, knowing that the end of the road is coming a little bit sooner this year with only the seven episodes. But right. No, I, I, I agree with a lot of your points. So I, I think let's, speaking of Selena and Jonah, it was kind of the, the battle of A and B story in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Selena being the A story with her and Tom at um, this billionaire campfire event, apparently. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> cool. Um, and then Jonah and his sexual harassment charges. So let's jump into the Jonah one first, being the B story, not taking up quite as much time. Um, I know you guys were both kind of, we, we were all, I'm sure everyone has a lot of feelings about <laughs> Me Too slash... Not me. Um, first of all, huge shout out to Heidi Gardner, who um, right? was playing Amanda White, the sexual accuser. I love her so much. I do the SNL after show here. I'm obsessed with her. So when mm-hmm. she came on screen, made my day. Made my day. But It was unexpected. I didn't know she was going to be in the episode. So I loved yeah, it. Yeah. Either did I. Love I. Her on SNL too. So good. So good. Um, so <laughs> basically they're saying it's no longer me too. It's not me because no one wants to admit that they dated Jonah. Right. Fair. Um, what were some of the things that you guys did, liked or didn't like? Because I know there were some opposing opinions on it. I mean, it was so crazy just that, like, it's not, they're not even sexual harassment charges. It's like the opposite of it. It's like, no, you did not sexually harass me. Which is, I mean, of course he's going to do the most idiotic thing ever and be like, yeah, I did. Which just, it's like, I keep wondering how far can he go? Like, what else can he do before he just, someone just takes him out? I mean, I thought episode one, admitting that you're married to your ex-stepsister was going to do it, but no, if anything, this is, and it never does. Now his, like, numbers are rising. Uh, You know, I feel like it was funny, but it was a little like, eh, but I did, you know, I liked the characters also, so there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I I think, well, we talked about it a little bit last week, and it's always something interesting with a show like this or House of Cards, where it's like, how bad can they get? And still have you on board. Right. But then you also watch the news and you're like, how bad can they get and still have you on board? <laughs> so it, it's interesting in the political climate that we're in now, seeing someone like Jonah get this far. But yeah, to your point of That's like... a great point. <laughs> like marrying your stepsister and, uh, you know, now having all these accusers coming out. Different story. But Mina, how, what are your thoughts on this storyline? Um, I liked what they were trying to accomplish with it. Like, I, I thought that it was kind of, it's It was like smart because it was satirical and it was like what if we take the reverse of me too where if you think about it the opposite of me too is still me too like I feel like hashtag not me is still me too because it has to do with a woman being silenced and not having her version of the story be upheld um and like kind of like a guy it still plays into that whole like toxic masculinity thing where it's like oh he wants credit and clout for being with a hot girl yeah um (laughs) so I kind of got what they were doing but I just didn't think it was funny I don't know I was like it just felt too ridiculous for it to be funny and also I just I don't know the Jonah character I agree with you April like it's very hit or miss for me sometimes I'm like oh he's hilarious but I think when they try to push it too much like when they try to be funny it's not funny but when Mm. it's more effortless I can feel like I can feel it and I'm like haha but he like overdoes it you know what I mean that's yeah yeah. no totally I hope they don't pull like a the office 
from the past, like the last two years of that show, because I feel like that was a show that did subtle, smart humor really well, and then right. yeah, the last couple seasons were just like loud, aggressive, in your face, crazy comedy. Yeah. Like Dwight kind of went off the handle, so I feel like that's almost kind of what they're coming close to doing with Jonah. Yeah. You see, I like it when the jokes like I like it when the joke kind of flies over your head and you don't know if it's a joke or if it's not, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like that's how smart it is, where you have to catch on to it. Like that's what I appreciate the most, where. You don't feel the need to get the cheap laughs. You can put stuff in, and it can be just for you as the writer yeah. or for whoever like finds it after watching it a third time around. Right. Yeah. So I just yeah, I don't like it when it's so in your face. That's true. Uh, except with Selena, I do like it when it's kind of in your face and ridiculous. Just, <laughs> just not just with Jonah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Julie Lee Drive She's just she's she's, just gonna yeah, she's it. great. She really is. I like. I think the thing that they do best in Jonah's parts. Well, so far this season, two episodes in, um, are his the things with his wife. Like that's what seems the most effortless when he's like, "Go get my boxes," and she's like, "Okay, honey." And I'm like, "How are they not making it more of a joke that like she's pretty dang hot?" So, yeah. Like, I mean, she was a stepsister, but to me, that's so. Anyway, I think that's part of the thing that they do best is kind of like make her jokes yeah. in and of itself instead of like his direct craziness I guess that's a really good point because she is but she's definitely had like some laugh out loud moments for mm-hmm. me just the way that she's playing the fact that she is hot but then also like when she's just like go, she's also kind of a little dumb dumb too because she's talking about how she also dated his cousin right as well so his hot cousin Ezra or whatever she said Ezra when am I gonna see yeah. him exactly <laughs> I, yeah actually maybe some predictions yeah maybe know. who knows I don't know but yeah that's a good point I wish they would kind of like feature her a little bit more in this storyline and I'm also kind of wanting to see how Richard is going to continue to play in because last week we talked about how he at that point was still playing both sides of the fence right? and now he's full on, you know, they only really showed him with Jonah and he's just kind of on that team now. So it'll be interesting because I feel like those two kind of balance each other out a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Jonah doesn't always get as extreme right. when he has Richard kind of like anchoring him sometimes too Yeah, with Richard's craziness. And I think Richard's there to like validate him, so he doesn't he doesn't feel the need to keep going. Like he can just say something awful, all and Richard's like, "Oh yeah, man," and then on to the next. If he wasn't, like you said, he'd probably yeah. go crazy. Exactly. <laughs> not that he's not already crazy, but you know, everyone's just crazy Crazier. in their own delightful way on exactly. this show. Um, well, before we get into the A storyline, which takes up the bulk of this episode, um, I think Mina has a little message for us. Yes. Yeah, we just wanted to thank you all for making us the ESPN of TV talk. And for us to continue to grow, we could definitely use your your help. So uh, make sure to subscribe to this channel on YouTube. And if you're listening to us and not watching us, make sure to give us a rating on iTunes because it makes us more searchable. And it just, yeah, it helps us out. We want to spread the word about Veep, especially since it's in its last season. Um, and definitely leave us a comment because we read everything and we will shout you out on air. And it's just a fun way to engage with you guys because it's almost like we're watching it together at that point when we have the conversation going. And it's not just us talking to you, but talking with you guys. Um, and yeah, being a part of AfterBuzz TV has meant so much to all of us because it's the the place where we get to share our thoughts on all <laughs> this crazy stuff that happens and link it to like we can link Veep to like everything going on in the real world today, especially in the realm of American politics. So I personally love doing this show, mm-hmm. and yeah, thank you for supporting us doing what we love. We appreciate it. Thank you. Definitely. Thank <laughs> you guys. 
Yeah, I mean, when we get to just kind of come and, like, hang out and talk about TV, I mean... I love it. Love that. So, thank <laughs> you, guys. Yeah, especially when it's a really good show, too, because sometimes, like, you can't fully get into the show, but this is a, this is so good. It's, yeah. It's still... Even the... Yeah. I feel like even the worst episodes of Veep are better than most of TV. Exactly. If that so makes any true. sense. Yeah. It's like, have you ever not laughed at this show? No. Yeah. Of course. Every yeah. time, no matter what. There's always something. And even in those, those Jonah moments, they find a good way to just kind of put their characters in the best situations possible Mm -hmm. to heighten that comedy as much as they can. Like to have him with his mom and a bunch of old women when he's like (laughs) finding out about the accusers saying, no, I wasn't with them. And then him (laughs) just being even more gross around them. Again, just putting him in that world that makes sense. And to kind of segue into the A storyline of Selena being at a square dance... That's what they call it, right? A square dance? Yeah. I'm obviously very well versed in this as well. <laughs> so crazy. I have actually been to a real square dance before. This is like a, <laughs> I don't know, not a campfire. I don't know what it was. A yeah. square dance weekend, we'll say. Sure. It was Discovery <laughs> Weekend. That's right, Discovery <laughs> Weekend. You're like, I think this was not authentic. I think it's so cringe when people decide to, like, fake do things that aren't really up their alley to get political points. It just makes me want to die inside. <laughs> I hate it. Like, I hate that, like, level of inauthenticity. I mean, Selena yeah. will do anything, though. She's done <laughs> cowboy, literal mountain wear. She's done everything. That's well, true. Yeah. She was uh, she was a Boston townie in the last episode when she started taking on the accent and the. That's true. <laughs> I feel like it's just as cringy as like you know when people go abroad and they go to like Africa and they like just want to take pictures with the kids and be like, oh, I helped out here. This was such a life changing experience. Like that's what Selena does in every single episode. <laughs> she literally <laughs> did do that exact thing. Not that's her actual it's, life. It's horrible. Yeah. It's like horrible. <laughs> Well, so, yeah, so basically a very unrealistic storyline, a billionaire helping to decide a presidential <laughs> election. But I'm like, is it really like that? I mean, yes. think of how much, people, how much money people have to donate to them. Like, I'm sure that happens in real life. Like, yeah. come to my weekend and speak to my friends and I'll give you a billion dollars. Or not a billion that, dollars. Yeah, that's literally how lobbies work. Like, whether yeah. it's, like, the NRA or, like, any huge lobby, that's how they get their interests you know, like, paid attention to, but that's what I love about, like, if there's one thing I really respect about Bernie Sanders, it's it's the fact that he can campaign and have, like, a bunch of people give a small donation mm-hmm. instead of, like, a few huge monopolies or a few huge lobbyists, like, donate millions and millions of dollars to his campaign. Right. I think that's so commendable when you can get a mass following instead of just three huge people where you're, like forever tied to them and you have to pay the favor back in a way. Yeah, these two candidates going at it for this ex-cocaine addicts uh, (laughs) millions and billions at a freaking marshmallow campfire event. It feels Um, believable. It It, it definitely feels like there's something here. (laughs) Um, So really, I mean, yeah, that's what it boiled down to in this is obviously Selena didn't realize that that Tom was going to be there and then it became that battle where we had some, some flames reignite and then immediately get distinguished between her and Tom. What have you guys always thought, like through the season thought of their dynamic together? That, I, that was so the one thing I wanted to ask y'all because it's like I, like I said earlier, I like them together but as soon as he started to give her the speech of I love you, da 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 I was like, you're doing this because you know she's about to go speak and of course it's going to mess her up. But 
I kind of think it is legitimate. I just think he's a little bit of a skis, actually. But I think she's also technically a ski, so maybe they're, like, perfect for each other. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he's so full of shit. But at the same time, (laughs) I think it's one of those weird things where, like, he loves her but doesn't know that he loves her. But I think he loves her because she reflects all the horrible qualities about himself that he admires about himself. Like, his tenacity, his willingness to, like, do whatever it takes to get ahead. And, like, even, I think the one authentic thing he said the entire episode was, oh, like, if you decided to quit the race and be with me, I wouldn't really respect you because I wouldn't want you throwing away your dreams. I would like, you know, I felt like that was, like, the one authentic thing that explained their dynamic. Like, you don't want someone... If they're just going to give up what they want to cater to you. Like, he likes right. that aggressive, tenacious woman. Yeah. I don't know why I'm talking like that. <laughs> that seems so right. Aggressive, tenacious. That's how you have to say these words. Right. <laughs> um, for anyone just listening on the podcast, we look like crazy people yes. right now. Yeah, you, you can watch us on YouTube and, and see all our, like, ridiculous hand gestures. <laughs> Me specifically. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's he it, their dynamic, like you said, of their you know they're both kind of equally as skeezy. But it's interesting because she kind of accepts it more, like she knows it. Whereas he still tries yeah. to play the good guy. He still comes off as kind of like the good guy, but he's actually not. Right. Which I think is even more irritating. I mean, he's definitely better at playing the good guy to the public. I mean, she's not. Obviously, she gets caught all the time, but she gets herself caught. Even tonight when she they're having the moment of him telling her that he had a heart attack last year, and she's like, I had a heart attack too. I'm like, why are you telling Tom James that? Like, he's the one who revealed all this information. He did all the stuff to you, all this stuff to you, and I'm like, he's going to do it in a way of like, He's going to reveal it because, you know, it's very bad for someone to have a heart attack if you're going to be president. He's going to reveal it in, like, a nice way. And then she's just going to look like the douchebag who hid it from everybody. But that's I I just want to, like, shut her mouth for her and be like, (laughs) have you not learned your lesson? But, no, she never does. I doubt he had a heart issue. No, I mean, I'm sure he didn't. But then she admitted to him that that she did. Yeah, he's definitely playing that game behind yeah. the scenes much, much better than she is. Mm-hmm. I think you and Amy both probably want to just gag her every once in a while whenever she gets around him. Yes. Um, speaking of Amy, uh, first of all, Gary standing outside the bathroom creeped the hell out of me. <laughs> Scared the hell out of me. I, I mean, can only imagine what you <laughs> stand outside the bathroom just checking on anyone. What if it was an all-gender restroom? You guys are being so judgmental. No, just no. his face. Just, <laughs> he was just standing there no, staring. I know. I know. It's, it's creepy. It really is. But I thought this was kind of a good, because I mean, like, I think this is an interesting storyline anyways because I love seeing Amy, like, at all levels. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this was good, too, because there's so much of, like, the political inner workings happening in this storyline of who's picking who, and then who's going to have, you know, the VP, and who, all these things going on, mm-hmm. to just have this storyline of Gary telling Selena that she's bulimic. Right. <laughs> I, that's one of, the, one of the things that I always appreciate about the show, is that they, you know, they have a way with saying things to where it's just like, this is hilarious, and not offensive, and in a very, like, obviously, you know, in the real world, we're in a tough climate of everything that someone says being scrutinized, but also we're that way because people say such awful things. Mm -hmm. So they do a good job of actually, like, making quote-unquote light of it or just making it a joke in a semi-funny way. But it's also weird. I don't don't know how I feel about the whole Amy-Dan dynamic that they're going with. 
It's different. It's the same that it's always been, but I feel like it's also different because it's taking the turn of Dan obviously still being Dan, but then Amy seems to like actually for real want Dan. And I don't feel like I like that. Yeah, it, it takes something out of like the bite of their relationship when mm-hmm. they're always going back and forth. So I think most mostly I'm intrigued by it. Yeah, like because I want to see yeah where where it's going to end up. Um, but I mean, in this episode, of course, having their like really sweet, very quick moment out on the dock, and mm-hmm. then him just going and banging a caterer, right. you're like, oh right, yes, a nineteen is- year old, yeah, yes, yes. Exactly. <laughs> not just any caterer, yes, a nineteen year old. You're right. Only the what was it? I think it was a line from last season. We said I haven't I haven't banged a woman over thirty since I was fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he's amazing. <laughs> Jam- Wait, was that, was that Trump or Veep? <laughs> that yeah. one was Veep. Yeah, oh, that wow. That was Dan. Okay, didn't realize that. Danny boy. <laughs> Almost Donny boy, but Danny boy for this yeah. one. <laughs> um, so speaking of all the kind of political inner workings of this one, mm-hmm. let's see if we can get through all this. Because, man, there was a lot, for an episode that was kind of a little bit more set up, there was a lot of information, a lot of nuggets being dropped as far as kind of what might be to come who might be, um, you know, running alongside them. And so we have this storyline enter of um, Senator uh, Kemi Talba, mm-hmm. who is Selena's protege, as they say. Um, and Selena wants to have her as VP, but then it all kind of unravels. Um, you know, she wanted to pull her in also because she could possibly help with the Andrew uh, Selena Meyer fund issue. Right. So a lot going on, on on that side of the aisle for her. What do you guys think about the dynamic between her and Kemi? And where that might go now. Uh, to me, it seemed just totally out of left field. Like, we've definitely never met this character before. So I was like, what are you talking about, protege? <laughs> um, but, you know, I, 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 at first I was like, would they really, like, push that for the rest of the show, an all-female ticket? At first I was like, no. And I'm like, <laughs> maybe? I don't know. But I think that they'll do, you know, obviously we see it progress throughout the episode and with her potentially being on her own ticket but I think you know them kind of doing that is a smart thing because we've we've seen the Selena Lauren Montez thing and how that was worse obviously because she's the first elected president and she's of some sort of you know ethnic background other than I don't I forget what Selena is um but I I kind of think it's interesting but you know I wonder who they are going to get as her VP I don't know what did y'all think I just like the fact that she was like, oh, what if we shake things up and I announce my running mate now instead of, like, later? I don't know who she's going to choose for that. I mean, I feel like it will be an all-female. I I kept thinking, is she going to partner up with Tom? Like, is is something weird going to happen where they, like, join forces? But I I really don't know. I I kind of feel like it's going to be a character we haven't been introduced to. So it's going to be yeah. hard for me to guess who she would choose, but I think it's going to be an all-female ticket. That could be, but actually, that was one of my one of my standout lines. Of the episode was an all-female ticket. The American people work hard for a living; they don't need that kind of bullshit. That was amazing. <laughs> again, Selena just always being that anti-hero who, like, yeah. you want to be like, yeah, female president, female V, but then she says shit like that, and you're She's just like, like female oh, suck, no. basically. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's interesting. That yeah, maybe it will be someone who who we haven't seen before, and also they may be predicting the future on this show because as soon as Selena said that we're like it's never been done before before the Iowa caucuses and all this stuff Mm -hmm. and then meanwhile Biden's talking about possibly announcing his VP when he announces to run and I was Mm -hmm. like 
I mean, maybe he did it because he saw tonight's episode. He got, I mean, I'm pretty sure that happened prior, but you know. He got, I mean, he's, he's powerful <laughs> enough. I feel like he could probably get a hand on a script beforehand. Exactly. So maybe, yeah. Sneaky Joe. Sneaky <laughs> Joe. Um, so I think in this episode, too, it was interesting to see um, Amy and then um, Tom's Amy. Right. Who we find out Tom is sleeping with his Amy. <laughs> Even though he's married to Michelle a, York. A, a young, beautiful woman and has a child, he's still doing his same old stuff. That's and telling like Selena every, that she I loves him. Like that's like every guy. I never understand yeah. that. I feel not same. every not every guy, but like you know what I mean? Like it's every politician will have like a really hot wife and then they have a mistress and like I don't know. Like, I, have, I have a friend who's going random through that. country. Her friend, he, she is super hot, but like very smart, good businesswoman. Like you know, that like ticks a lot of boxes, and like just found out her boyfriend's cheating. How how does this happen? Everybody is Tom James, I guess. <laughs> yeah, everybody is Tom James. Everybody is Tom you James. Walk I think away that's from grammatically incorrect, but I don't care. <laughs> I'll, I'll never understand it. It's crazy. Well, so and I I think. Watching Felix go back and forth. Let's talk about Felix, which also, what a great character to bring in right now. They did a wonderful job with him and his tan. Yes. It was just great. Um, him kind of, you know, pinballing and going back and forth between the two, just basically depending on whatever they're telling him, I feel like, again, is so true to form of these people with tons of money deciding where to throw it and like, yeah. oh, you said something I like. I'm with you. Oh, wait, you said something I like. I'm with you. Right. And then going back and forth the whole episode, did you guys kind of have an idea of where he might land in the end, or were you not sure? I'm never sure with uh, these characters. I don't know. I thought he was going to land with Selena. Yeah, you know, I thought that last blow of the, like, the VP and, like, doing using the, like, disruption technique and everything, I thought mm-hmm. that had it for her. Yeah. But that's where I feel like they opened a really interesting storyline now with Kemi. Yeah. Because the fact that she could actually be running on her own now, or she could be running with Tom, um, the idea, um, I think Kent had the line of, if if Kemi and uh, Tom ran together, that it would be the perfect ticket, because people like him, he would be able to... He would be able to convince people that looked like him that people that look like her aren't going to ruin the country. <laughs> exactly. I was just like, oh, yikes. <laughs> but yeah, good line. <laughs> also, you're a genius. Yeah. I think that... I liked that whole scenario because just them going back and forth because this is what they've always done on the show. They've It's always been like, if this doesn't happen, then this awful thing is going to happen. But that's where Selena has to learn that she has to actually like not just see one little thing and take it for, oh, this is the end-all, be-all. Because I feel like that's what trips her up every time. Just seeing her t- talking to Tom makes Selena go off on a tangent. Like, oh, maybe she should be my running mate. And she doesn't, you know... I, I don't know. She's got to learn from her mistakes, I guess. But then again... It's, it's so childish, because yeah. literally her behavior is like what a child does when they don't want a toy, but they see someone else playing with that toy, and they're like, no, no, I actually do like this toy. Right. I was like, what? You didn't even want it. Yeah. Like, just like someone else having something makes you want it, even if you never wanted it. I just It's so stupid. But um, I, I don't know. I just thought the whole Kemi like, being selected by Felix, I felt like it was this weird, like... 
he's just such a, like, sketchy guy where I felt like he was like, oh, let's put, like, an African-American female on the ticket. Like, this'll, this'll shake things up. Like, yeah, probably it was exactly what he was This'll thinking. be controversial. So, yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. I feel like it came from such a negative, intentioned place. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, think he only lost, or Selena only lost him because of freaking Mike McClintock, as per usual, of him yeah. putting out the story of that Felix is actually gay. And he, he literally, he had no idea. And you can just, like, see the bird twerping in his head. He's like, thanks for the quote. <laughs> and then he ruins it for her. Like, so many things happen. Her staff ruins it for her. So you know, I just hope she ends up, like, being able to triumph after all of the mistakes. I feel like Amy's, so. like, the most competent person on her staff. And she's the one who always gets the most heat for things. She she's does, so yeah. horrible to her. I love how, like, everyone has kind of jumped on the hating Amy bandwagon, too. Like, whenever yeah. Selena will say a comment, they're just all like, yeah. Like, yeah. fully on board with it. Like, ugh, she's bulimic. <laughs> or like, ugh, like, did you see how much she ate for breakfast? Like, Jesus. She probably like, had just... breakfast before her breakfast. <laughs> yeah. So ridiculous. They like... all just jump on board. But I do love that, like, the one thing that they used Mike for in this episode was to just be, like, the dum-dum who ruined everything in an instant. In an instant. <laughs> mm-hmm. As per usual. As per usual. Also love that he does new media now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's so transformed. He's like, you yes. still have your AOL address? Like, <laughs> I don't know how, about you guys, but you? I want him to run my social media campaign. Right? <laughs> Ditto. Oh, man. Well, I mean, overall, I, I did really like this episode. I think that there was Same. still a lot packed in. Um, maybe not as quick back and forth as some other episodes, but I think it, it set up for a fun season. So did did you guys have any other overall thoughts on the episode? Just with Amy telling Selena and Gary that she was pregnant and them thinking she was lying. They're like, oh, and literally they laugh for like 20 seconds. They're like, wouldn't that be hilarious? And I'm interested to see how that plays out over the rest of the season, but I loved Dan their reaction to it. you? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Dan I was like, what about her sleeping with Dan? Yeah. <laughs> That was Come actually, yeah, now that I think about it, there are a lot of great lines in this episode. Yeah, she yeah. was just like, what, did you have a full-length mirror taped to your body? Ah, yeah, that was amazing. And Gary was just like, oh, I like that. Harsh, that was but clever. harsh but fair. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That was definitely more of an insult towards him and not her. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> well, um, let's go ahead and get into our new special segment, yes. What Trumps Veep? Love it. <laughs> Oh, we have some tunes. <laughs> Welcome to the Kremlin. <laughs> I'm pulling mine up right now. So basically, this segment is going to be something that we do every week. We'll all come with some different ones every once in a while. Of um, Basically, a who said it game. Are we talking about our real life American politics? Or are we talking about our um, terrifying version of it in a half hour comedy? On HBO. <laughs> so, um, I think April is going to get us kicked off with it this week. I do. Okay, you can't look. Did you just see what okay. I was doing? Okay, well, let me flip through so you didn't see what's on my phone. <laughs> Don't look, Mina. Okay, who said this, Trump or Selena Meyer? Uh, well, I do think there's blame. Yes, I think there's blame on both sides. You look at you look at both sides, I think there's blame on both sides. That's a, definitely a Trump statement because he does this thing where he repeats the sentence that he says like twice in a row. Wait, they were talking That's about so that true. on Beep. Weren't they saying about some guy repeating the last line? Well, of, she did the or, same oh, thing yeah. tonight. She was like, well, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know. Okay, who do you think? Uh, about? Yeah, Trump. he does. I'm, I'm voting he, Trump. He always repeats Trump. He always does it. That's like his style of communication. He'll be like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. 
lovable, yeah. <laughs> like, he'll just say the sentence and then, it like, make it an inverse of the same thing and say it again. He does, That's like, the true. pageant like, trick where someone <laughs> asks you a question and then they say, and then you're supposed to repeat <laughs> the question. Sentence. Like, well, the person that I think said that is... <laughs> buy time. Like, keep buying time. He's so just trying to be right. a good little pageant boy. The wheels are not going to turn in that brain. That's for sure. Um, okay, I have another one. Uh, Europe used to be my favorite continent. Now it's not even in my top five. I feel like that could literally be anybody. Um, um, it definitely can't be Trump because I think he hates every other continent or country or anywhere Europe else. used to be my favorite continent. <laughs> I feel like, also, now yeah. it's not even in my top five. He doesn't like Europe, though. I feel like it was... So the person said Europe is my favorite country. Now it's not in my top no, five. No. Europe used to be my favorite continent. Now it's not even in my top five. I think that has to be Selena. I feel like, I feel like it's Trump just because he says such stupid things that deal with <laughs> ranking. Like he always says things that deal with like a ranking system of what's better, best, and like superior. So he had to have said that. That's true. I would have guessed Trump, but it was Selena. Oh, I don't. Okay, one more. And then I'll be done. Okay, if Abe Lincoln came back to life, he would lose New York and he would lose California. Oh, that has to be Trump. He gets so pissy about New York and California. I don't <laughs> know. Week, by the way. If Abe Lincoln came back, I don't know. Selena? Trump! Oh my god! Yes. Amy's two for three now. Three for three? Three for three? Yeah. Three for three. Three for three. Champion! I tried to this find worries them. me. It's hard to find them without the F word and without, like... Just sounding, you That's know. True. That's true. That's true. Insane. Some of his are so obvious that I'm like, it was hard to really to find one from him that like you couldn't really tell. Yeah, because his are yeah outrageous. That's true. It's, I, it'll be a challenge for this season, but I think we're we're up to it. Yes. And actually, are. if you guys um, listening or watching have any that you want us to do, put it in the comments. Can I yes. do one more? Yeah. Okay. So I think you guys know this, but Jonathan in the booth, our engineer. Can I can I do this one with you? Sure. You're gonna guess if this is Trump or Selena. Are you ready? Yeah. We're rounding him up. We're rounding him up in a very humane way, in a very nice way, and they're going to be happy because they want to be legalized. And by the way, I know it doesn't sound nice, but not everything is nice. I'm literally gonna say Selena because you said <laughs> I know it doesn't sound nice, and I feel like Trump would never say that. It was Trump. It was actually Trump, and it was in a 60 Minutes interview about immigration. Wow. Yeah. I just, I had to get it out of my My system. My five-year-old nephew can speak better than that. I feel like that was too nice of a statement for him. That's his nice. That's Trump's nice, is saying. That's the closest that that we're going to get Yeah, you can, like, humanely round up Mexicans, and, yeah, that's so horrible to say that. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That is Man. one of the nicer things that he's ever said. That, that, is, that is the nicest thing he's ever said. I yeah. mean, I might even I might even call him a sweetheart after that one. Jeez. <laughs> All right, well, before we get into predictions, really quick, have a little bit of news and gossip for you guys. After I just thought that this was a cool article that I found on Vulture. If you guys want to check it out, I'll post it as well. But it just kind of talks about what everyone ended up taking from the set, which I think is Ooh, always a cool end of end of show thing. Um, so, I mean, someone like Sam Richardson said he took his glasses, like the costume ones. 
Um, Timothy, uh, Timothy Simmons took a congressional pin from one of the sweaters that he always wears. And I love the Anna Klumsky. Um, I've been wearing to bed one of her T-shirts that has Penn University on Pennsylvania, of Pennsylvania on it. <laughs> so I love, I love that that's actually just become, like, her nightshirt now. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought this was cool just to kind of, like, see, like, any kind of, like, end-of-season stuff, end-of-series, I think is always, like just fun to watch and, yeah. and like kind of see what they're taking away yeah um so yeah if you guys want to check it out i'll go ahead and post it but it's, it's always kind of neat to see what the actors are taking away from the show cool all right guys let's do it let's get into some predictions yes let's predict the election yeah. <laughs> cnn got it wrong i'm gonna get it right <laughs> all right where where are we going next week ladies what do we think Oh, gosh. I wonder what city they're going to campaign in next week. I feel like they're doing all the, like, you know, rural areas slash, like, middle America. Yeah. I want. I really want to see them go to, like, a big city, like, campaign in New York City. But who yeah. ever tries to get those ones, I feel like. They yeah, never the go same there. Way. They always go, yeah. like, why do the... I don't get why... Maybe it's because of the Electoral College. Yeah, and, like, and I feel like any points. of the swing states that they yeah. need to try to... You know, I mean, like, I don't think it's a surprise who California is going to, like, vote for in an election or anything. So mm-hmm. we don't we don't get any love. Yeah. You know, I'm from Alabama, and not a lot of Democrats go to Alabama, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but it is, I mean, it's important. Obviously, you got to go to the states that you can maybe swing. But I would love to see them do, for sure, a New York. Because New York can be a swing state sometimes, too. Florida is always a swing state. Yeah, Florida is yeah. always a swing state. And it's state. so yeah. strange, because I feel like it's... Like Republican, but then also not. It's Florida's so crazy. Florida's I very never diverse. understand yeah. how it's gonna go. <laughs> yes, it's like where all the weird stuff happens. It'll in the news. always provide like when, some good headlines. Though. Yeah, yeah so. no, definitely. I want to see them go to Florida. That would like be spring the, break, Miami. I would oh love to see. That would be I would an amazing. Love to see idea. them there. <laughs> I'm into that. I am into getting that. the college vote. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to see. Um, I'm, I'm down for that. I don't know. I think Kemi is gonna make some waves with the whole like it felt very Obama-ish to me like the preview of next week like it felt like the whole like change we can believe in and like people chanting and getting super super riled up it felt like very Bernie-ish and also Obama-ish yeah. with the way the crowd was like just crazy yeah no I agree I think that Kemi is gonna make some waves and the spe- like the fact that they just kept saying oh your protege your protege and then at the end for her kind of going behind Selena's back and Selena saying that and Tom just mm-hmm. being like no yeah she is your protege so right. I think she's she might creep her way in do y'all think, what do you think, like, the end game of this season is? I'm sorry if y'all talked about this last week, but, like, do you think she's got, Selena's going to be elected president? I, I, I feel like, part of me says yes, but also part of me says no, because she is always that underdog who right. doesn't end up winning. <laughs> don't you want her to I just want, finally I do, win? I do, you know I do want her to. I don't know if she's gonna, though. Maybe yeah. there's something better in store for her. Like, everyone's like, oh, the president's the most powerful position in the U.S. But like, Definitely not. But if you're a Supreme Court justice, you stay there for life. <laughs> not four years. You stay there for life. So if Selena wins the presidency, she's out next term. That's she's not, gonna, she's not gonna get reelected. Oh she's a Supreme Court justice. There is nothing any one can do like she is set for life she's she's up there with rbg like chilling she's just like, like f off Oval Office and going to the justice system yeah, she is she's good i want to see her become supreme court justice i'm down with i don't even care Selena. i don't care about the i mean she was on the short list last time last season this is true hey, season before that we could be on to something here yeah you never know all right ladies 
Very fun show. In the meantime, before next week, where can we find you on social media? Hey everyone, I'm Mina Wahab, and you can follow me on Instagram at Mina Makes Magic. And y'all can find me everywhere at April Wissenhan. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Maestri. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.